Welcome to Creative Acts. This is a show all about bringing you and your creative ideas to life. I'm Fee, your host, and in these bite-sized episodes, we'll be exploring practices and tools to help us navigate through our creative process, one small step at a time. Hey there, and welcome to episode four. So in this episode, we're going to look at ideas overwhelm, what it is, and most importantly, what we can do about it. So how can we manage that overwhelm in order to be able to move forward with our ideas? So this episode is for you if you're someone that feels like you have all the ideas all of the time, or maybe you have a really big idea that you struggle to break down. And if neither of those descriptions resonate with you, then that's okay. We'll be doing an episode later in the series about tapping into our inspiration and ideas side more. But the main focus of this episode is about bringing the practical action side in when we do have some inspiration and some ideas. So let's get started. So let's get on the same page then about what ideas overwhelm is. So just like all of us, our ideas are full of so much energy and creative potential. And I really believe that the key to bringing an idea to life lies in our ability to get really practical and really grounded in our approach. If we don't get practical with this energy, the energy can so easily bubble up into overwhelm and into anxiety. And what we want is we want to feel like we are the ones steering the ideas ship, as opposed to the ideas steering off into all different directions, leading us to feel dispersed and chaotic and in a panic. So if you're someone who generates lots of ideas it could be that the sheer amount or the sheer frequency at which those ideas are popping into your head can be really overwhelming for you it can feel like inspiration is striking all the time you're having those light bulb moments and things are firing up in in your head it's almost like there's a ideas fireworks display going on all the time which can make it really difficult for you to focus on what's in front of you to focus on the task at hand to stay on task can be very very difficult because your imagination is being activated all the time and you're thinking to yourself how will I remember all of these ideas how will I get done what I need to get done today and also at a deeper sense we can feel anxious and impatient about the untapped potential of our ideas. You know, we might think, how will I ever realise all of these ideas? Or we might start to feel um, frustrated that we haven't yet realised all of our ideas. Or maybe if we have an abundance of ideas, it could be very difficult for us to choose. Choose which idea or which project that we're going to take action on next. And it could be that we get into almost a quite a paralysed state that causes anxiety when we're thinking, how will I choose the right idea? What if I choose the wrong one? What if I miss an opportunity? Um, And it just causes us to go into that sort of decision paralysis. 
Or maybe if we have been able to choose the the idea that we're going to move forward with, we can get overwhelmed when it comes to all the figuring out of what are the steps that we're going to take? How will we break this thing down and make it something that feels clear to us rather than something that's just currently causing a lot of chaos in our mind? What we need then is a process for managing all of our ideas, something that will decrease the overwhelm, but also allow for some quality time for us to explore and develop our ideas. We want this quality time with our ideas without feeling like we have to stop everything or drop everything as soon as inspiration strikes because the reality is most of us aren't living lives which allow for this kind of impulsive or spontaneous approach and even if we were the ideas, those light bulb moments are not going to stop. We're going to be continually fired up with inspiration and so if we were to follow that more spontaneous approach all we'd be doing is turning more and more light bulbs on without really following through or completing a process. So we want to design and create something, something that's ours, something that holds these intangible swirling ideas in a way that feels manageable, in a way that reduces the overwhelm, but also in a way that allows us to know where are we directing our energy throughout this process? How can we get ourselves into a rhythm that feels manageable, that feels like we're no longer having to be pulled in different directions or led astray by our ideas and and instead we're leading the process itself. So I'm going to talk through a three-step process really and it's a process that is very practical but also one that takes into account what kind of energy we're bringing into each step. So in a nutshell this process goes like this. Step one is we capture the idea. Step two is we spend some quality time dreaming with that idea and planning with that idea. And step three is the doing. The doing of the small steps around that idea. And what's so key about this three-step process is that we don't do all steps all at once because each step requires a slightly different focus of our energy and when we try to get dreamy about an idea and get practical about an idea and go into doing mode with an idea we get ourselves into such a tangle because those things are requiring really different energy states within us So we want to separate those things out to make our lives and our jobs easier for us. So step one is where we are capturing our ideas. So that is when the inspiration strikes, you're either in the shower or you're 
in the middle of the night or you're in a meeting or you're doing something else you know how it is it's when suddenly that light bulb moment comes or something spikes your interest or intrigues you and it's kind of like you're invited to oh enter into this dreamy space with me explore this idea with me and the willpower it takes there is we have to go what I'm going to do is capture you right now (laughs) I've made that sound like it's like I'm going to capture you and kidnap you not like that more in a way of oh thanks for coming up and I'm going to keep you safe until I'm ready to spend some quality time with you so your capturing process is ultimately where we take it from our heads from our brains from the mind where it's where it's sparked up and we take it out and we put it either into our pocket notebook that we're carrying around or our waterproof shower notes as we're in the shower or we have a pen with a light on it and our bedside table with a pad of paper where we put it down or if writing's not our thing we record ourselves saying what the idea is into a voice note section in our phone find what works for you the premise of the capturing stage is that it's coming out of your head so it's not taking up that energy space right there and it's just going into a deposited safe place a place that we're going to come back to when we have scheduled in our step two of the process here which is the dreaming and the planning stage So knowing that we have that dreaming and that planning stage booked in, scheduled in our diary, means that it allows us to let go of attaching to that idea as soon as it comes into our minds because we know and we trust that we have time scheduled in for that, um, that quality time that that idea really, really wants us to have with it. So to wrap up step one, we have been capturing our ideas as and when they come up. The final part of step one is we want to have a place, a centralised place, where we pull together all of those scraps of papers and voice notes and shower notes and we put them into one centralised place. Now this could be as simple as a pin board or even post-it notes on a wall or if you're a lover of tech there are lots of great apps and systems out there that you can explore. The one thing I would say about using tech is make sure the system works for you as opposed to continually needing to update that system make sure it's something that still feels easy and usable and quick for you there's nothing worse than feeling like something's a chore to update and it becoming a whole thing in itself and so for me a pin board just works best I like to be able to see the various ideas up on the wall and I find that they aren't really real to me when they are inside of a book or behind a screen say but do what feels most intuitive and useful to you. And one thing I would say about the capturing and collating is make sure that you are regularly collating those ideas so that could be perhaps an end of day practice or it could be an end of week closing practice. So your actions for step one are to get your capturing materials 
an equipment at the ready and decide on when you're going to do a regular collating of the ideas that you've captured. Step two in the process is to spend some quality time with one idea. So this is about us booking in quality time with an idea. Now whether that is an idea that is a huge idea or whether it is Um, a kind of seed of inspiration that's calling you to explore something new. Breaking that idea down and expanding it out is the way that we're going to move forward with it. So let's return then to your master list or pool or collection of ideas and let's run with the idea that it's on a pin board. So you take your pin board out and you have a full picture of all the different ideas and notes and inspirations that you have there. You might like to spend a bit of time just kind of curating these into different areas or into different sections and just reminding yourself of those ideas. And next up is the act of choosing which one during your quality time session you're going to explore. So one nice way to choose could be to just use your kind of body in this. So it could be that you are looking at the pin board and do you notice that your eye keeps going to one particular idea or is your hand almost kind of reaching out wanting to 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 pick that one idea off the pin board? That could be a nice way for you to start trusting where your intuition or where your instincts might be leading you towards. But if you are finding that the amount of ideas and that the concept of choosing just just one is really, really overwhelming, then it could be useful for you to do a bit of a zoom out exercise here. And by that, I mean, let's take a long range picture of your life or your body of work as a whole. So in your lifetime, you will be able to realise a lot of your ideas. Some of them are going to work out and some of them aren't going to work out. And we have to remind ourselves that that is part of the fun and the mystery of it all. So we almost want to get a bit philosophical about it here at this stage to know that not everything can and will get done. But the only way for us to really get it done in the real world is for us to make a choice. So the quality time is about us getting into a habit of making choices, knowing that when we make a choice, when we choose to move forward with one idea, that is how we move forward with the wider picture of our life, with the bigger picture of the body of work that we will create in our lifetime. So now you have chosen one idea or one seed of inspiration and you'd like to explore that idea a bit more and by that I mean you want to let the idea breathe, let it have some space to see where its potential could and might go. So rather than us narrowing in on the idea at this stage we're actually opening it out Now, there are many ways in which we can kind of unpack or expand out an idea. And I'm going to offer up just one tool here. 
and that's the tool of mind mapping. So you may have used this tool before, but I'll just run through it again um, for those of you who haven't. So say you have, um, you had a, a strike of inspiration around holding hands. Say that was, you'd just written that on your, um, when you captured your ideas, you'd seen something that had sparked something in you around holding hands. And it really is just a seed at this stage. So what you want is a piece of paper and a pen and in the centre of that paper you just write holding hands and then imagine that that is a little seed and you can start drawing the branches off and out of that seed and asking yourself where does that where will that grow add any words any pictures here that come up and allow this to be really messy and really free flow um just allow it to be what it needs or wants to be with absolutely no um judgment at this stage we're really just exploring when we allow ourselves to enter into that more dreamy space, what else comes up for you? What other words are you associating with that? What images are coming up? What other inspirations are connecting with that? What phrases are coming up here? And just let it fill the page for as long as it needs to, ultimately. And that is just one way that you can begin to give some spaciousness around exploring an idea rather than trying to cram our daydreaming in while we're trying to do something else um, we actually say let's give it full attention and let's take it again out of the mind and onto a piece of paper onto a page so that we get a bit of that perspective a little bit of perspective from it all just being whirling around in our mind So say you then have an idea and it's quite clear what that idea is. Maybe it's a big idea and you want to start to break that idea down. I'm going to offer up a tool here that could help you to get into planning mode with that idea. So for this, you'll want some post-it notes and a pen and ideally a wall or a big piece of paper. So what we want to do with this idea is rather than expanding it out, we're actually going to try and chunk it down into small action. So with your post-it notes, you're going to take one post-it note at a time and break the tasks that could be involved around that idea into the smallest possible task involved. So rather than say get materials being one thing on one post-it note, it actually becomes one post-it note, research materials, second post-it note, decide on materials, third um, post-it note, purchase materials, fourth post post-it note test out materials so we see what we're doing here is we're really going small to the absolute micro so that you will have on your wall or on your piece of paper a load of mini 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 tiny little tasks involved around that big idea and let that be messy let that be big and all over the place and disordered a little bit like a kind of rubble of bricks all all kind of up on the wall 
and just put as many things down there as come to mind when it comes to that task. You might then find that once you step back and take a look at all of those post-it notes, you might feel that just sort of intuitively you start to order them slightly. You can start to see what might need to happen first like you're going to know that you'll want to buy the materials before you test the materials for example and so logic can actually come in at, at that secondary stage but in the initial stage when you're just getting all of those tasks out don't worry about the order don't worry about the logic just get them all out and I think this is where This can be a really freeing process when we come to planning because often we think that we need to plan from the get-go in a really logical order. But as we know when it comes to our creativity and our ideas, they aren't um, logical things within our brains. They're all muddled and mixed up and we've got lots of them all going on at the same time. So when we allow that first phase of the post-it notes to be messy we actually get much more content, much more clarity coming out than if we started to write a list, say, that had one, two, three, four, etc. on it. So that that those are two ways that you could spend some quality time with your ideas. So your action for step two here is to make sure that you have scheduled in to your calendar regular time to have quality time with those ideas that you have captured and collated. Now it's going to completely depend on your calendar and on your life how often you do that but as with the step one whatever you do make sure it's a regular thing. It could be a monthly thing for you, it could be a quarterly thing for you. As long as you know it's coming up, it means that the step one part becomes much safer and you start to trust yourself, you start to allow yourself to capture that idea without needing to delve into it yet because you know that the time is going to come when it comes to step two for you to either expand on that idea or break that idea down. So the final step in the three-step process is the scheduling in and the doing of the small steps. So this is where you've already done a lot of the work here with your post-it notes and when it comes to the small steps really what we're doing here is we're going, okay, well, I might have a very busy diary and a really busy project on at the moment over the next week or month or whatever it is, but I can find time to do that little task that might take a minute or five minutes or 15 minutes. And what the, the beauty of this is, we can start to, in a very small, very manageable not in a, we're not going to be overwhelmed by it at all. We don't have to drop everything that we're doing um, that day or that week. We simply can sprinkle throughout the weeks ahead the small steps in, one post-it at a time. Or it could be that after we've done our breaking it down process, we just say to ourselves, what one thing would I love to move forward next week? or next month and we just take it one 
post-it note, one small action at a time so that we really aren't overwhelming ourselves. And a lovely thing that we can do here is we can, if we're using that visual, very visual tool of post-it notes up on the wall, we can start to, you know, literally put ticks through the post-it notes or move completed actions over into a completed actions part of the wall so that we can start to actually see and celebrate our progress as we go because it can be very very difficult when you're working with ideas or big ideas and you're working in a very incremental and small way with them it can be really hard to see the progress that you are making so having a visual tool can really really help you to bring that idea into your vision and to mark that progress as you go so there we have it your three-step process for not only managing the overwhelm that comes with ideas but also a way in which we can move and manage those ideas forward in the process too So the power of a simple practice really is in the doing of it and the doing it with consistency. So maybe you already do a lot of these things and if you do, can you do them with more consistency? Can you cater them to make them more useful to you? Because with all processes, I encourage you to explore and find your own way to do things. You can, you know, adapt and tweak these steps if they're going to work for you, or you can create your very own unique process for managing your ideas. There really is nothing more powerful than asking yourself, how would I do this? If I was designing a process for myself, How might I design it? And then all you can do is give that process a go in practice and review and redesign it as you need to, as you go. So I'd love to know, what creative act are you going to take to help you move forward with your ideas? Whether it's something we've discussed in this episode today or better still, something you've created for yourself. So send me an email to let me know on hello at feegregory.com. Thanks so much for listening and for being here with me. Now, I truly believe that we do things better when we do things together. So if you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with a friend so you can both start taking action together?